A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to the Glover's Cast, the popular sub-series to the Glover's Past, which is obviously the most popular podcast on uh, all Yeovil Town matters, but we're going to give it a try with this one. It's FA Cup third round eve and I am joined as ever by Mr Ben Barrett, my Glover's Past partner in crime. Hello Benjamin. Hello David. Some chap called Ian as well, who's uh, who's rocked up, claims he runs this show. So, evening, (laughs) Mr Perkins. I I make no such claim at all. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, so we we are here to talk about, um, what are we here to talk about? AFC Bournemouth, starting with an A, number one in the draw, not Arsenal. Definitely not Arsenal. Definitely not Arsenal. So, yes, AFC Bournemouth in the FA Cup. Oh. Is that uh, where we want to start or do, do, we, do we go back in time before we go forward in time? Should we go back in time and just review what we, <laughs> <laughs> review what we said about uh, Torquay a little bit, having seen the highlights? I mean, you oh, guys can tell me what you think. <laughs> you guys tell me what you think about Jordan Barnett's goal and where it ranks on the... the uh, Great goals at Hewish Park Spectrum. Top bins. Was top, Absolute top bins. Was toppest of top bins, wasn't it? Yeah. You I, know, it's a good goal when both angles look really good. Sometimes one angle looks a bit iffy and the other one doesn't look quite so good. This one, both angles, both sides, top bins. Very nice indeed. I like it because it was quite instinctive. You didn't think about it too much. Yeah. Just leathered the thing. And there was only one place it was going. Beautiful. And had, the, had he been further out as well, the ball was travelling at that trajectory where it feels like it would have just 
carried on going as well at that height. It was, yeah. The One only way it could have been better would have been if it pinged off the underside of the bar. Yeah. If it just flicked the underside of the bar, that was the only way it could have been better. It was beautiful. There has been a lot of discussion, isn't there, on social media about uh, your favourite Yeovil Town goal, and there are a few thunderbolts off the bar, aren't you, where you, you know, questioning the structure of the bar. <laughs> Obviously, it's nothing like the... Uh, you know, the, the oil painting of Darren Keeling's 1998 winner, but, you know, that was only seen by me and a woolly mammoth. So, uh, what was it? Barry, Barry David said, didn't he? Uh, it was the etchings or whatever. It was too dark to complete yes, the etchings. Exactly. Too dark because it, was a, it was a midweek game. So Darren Keeling spent a lot of time sitting for oil paintings in his, uh, his time at Yeovil Town. But yeah, I'm, I'm he scored two as well that night. So, you know, I'm Pull your st- finger out, Jordan. <laughs> I'm still ranking Aaron Davies. Yeah. There's some, been some good goals flying around, isn't there, on, uh, yeah, on, well, uh, on Chris, social media? Chris Angelo again delivering the goods. Ask for the goals, and other than Darren Keeling's, and uh, he delivers them. Jones, yeah. Nathan Jones was good, wasn't it? I forgot quite how good that one was, but I think for me, there's a, you know, he's just swung his right leg at it towards goal and hope it's gone in, really, hasn't he? Yeah. Whereas, God. Aaron Davies having to pick it up in his own half, skin a couple of players. Liquid football, as they say. <laughs> I, I, I do like Luke Ayling's left pegger against Birmingham. I really do. That was a it, swing as well, though. It, it was a swing, but that, yeah. that foot's for standing on for Luke Ayling. <laughs> and he's absolutely leather thing. And, and that happens off the crossbar bonus. So. Yeah. Right up there for me. I think the the context of that game as well. That was such a like yeah. fiery game, and did we let them walk a goal in after he scored that goal? Yeah. So yeah. the the freak goal was during the normal match. Yeah. Then he scores in the extra time with that what worldie, and then just after half time of extra time, Gary Johnson gets this clear brain of thought and thinks, "Oh no, I need to let them score." <laughs> Bit iffy. To be fair, if we're talking about good goals, let's talk about the Byron Webster goal that he maybe you shouldn't have scored because the heck of a finish is a beautiful dink from about 30 yards. <laughs> yeah, the one caveat being the keeper was not <laughs> prepared and for of it. Course, of course, no one mentioned Ed Upson from over the halfway line as well. In the... No, not Ed Upson, Matty Dolan. Wrong one. In the oh. crapper trade trophy. Yeah. <laughs> That one in Hewish Park, though, was it? It wasn't at Hewish Park. Do they have to be at Hewish Park? I think that, I was, know, the, that, was, that was the, the question, wasn't it? I, I just brought it up because I know certain people get riled up when I say it's a heck of a strike, but keeper was way out of position. <laughs> yeah. Hi, yeah. Elliot. On, <laughs> on the subject of, uh, of, of of keepers, do we feel that we need to start a uh, Justice for Max campaign after watching uh, Dylan Barnes tip one in, or is he... Um, do we give him? He, he, he deserves second chance, surely. He, he did make it was a good save, the save that he made before he dropped that one in. Yeah, it was a bad one, though. It was a bad one. It's a bad one, not gonna lie. Um, tough on him to chuck him in in that situation. Um, have no idea how much in the way of prep time he had and all the rest of it. But if it was an error, if it was a communication error or something that you think you could have made an excuse for, oh, okay, he hasn't had much time on the training field, blah, 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 blah. He somehow managed to punch a ball backwards into his own net. It's a bad one. It's a bad one, however you look at it, unfortunately. I mean, he he starts, 
against Bournemouth for me, um, rightly or wrongly, he will start again and he gets an opportunity. I mean, what a what a way to become a, a hero in potentially your second and last game for the club would be to keep a clean sheet that sends us through in the FA Cup. So, you know, um, yeah, incredible, incredible chance for him to come back and, and yeah, save his blushes a little bit because that it wasn't great. But the second goal, I think it, uh, I watched it and I thought, well, that's everything we thought it, it was in as much as, um, you know, that they'd stopped the play. Our defenders had stopped thinking, oh, I'll never score from there. And then he did. I mean, it's hell of a finish, to be fair, isn't it? To, oh, I can't remember his name. Holman, was it? There? Yeah. Scored their second. So. But how much yeah. time, how much time has, uh, yeah. mate, you got to scoop that ball over? It's yeah. just a. Uh... Yeah, as Alan Hansen would say, it's a catalogue of errors. A catalogue of errors. <laughs> you don't win anything with kids these days, do you? No, you don't. Still got a posh name, though, hasn't he? Connor Lemonhay Evans. <laughs> Connor Lemonhay Evans dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. Mommy and Daddy. Wears a blue tie in the week. Um... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Connor is a Tory shocker. <laughs> Right, let's move on. Should we uh, talk about Bournemouth or shall we talk about something else? Or shall we introduce our friend over the Dorset border, Mr. Craig? Go on. You've done it now, haven't you? Yeah, so this is Craig Beasley from the UTCIAD. That's a mouthful. uh, Bournemouth YouTube channel. He'll explain what those initials mean. uh, And he spent... A few minutes talking to us about Bournemouth and our game on Saturday. Well, I'm delighted to welcome uh, Craig Beasley from UTC IAD, uh, a Bournemouth YouTube channel. Here to tell us all about our opponents in the FA Cup this coming Saturday. Craig, welcome to the Glovers cast and please tell us what the uh, abbreviation stands for. Of course, it stands for Up the Cherries in all departments. Um, Bournemouth fans will know exactly what that stands for. Um, but just to give you a little bit of background about our channel, we've had on some loads of special guests such as Harry Redknapp, um, Super Steve Fletcher, um, Steve Cook, who recently joined Nottingham Forest, which was quite a revealing interview. And the last interview he did for Bournemouth, um, Efenakuku, um, we've had tons of people come on. Um, so it's forever growing and um, quite an exciting little side task to do. Um, it's been a bit difficult with the new job that started this week um, as I'm on the road selling. But um, yes, it's, it's good fun. Sounds it. So why up the cherries in all departments? Where do all departments come from? Um, it's something that started during the Eddie Howe era. So what Bournemouth fans will shout is up the cherries and then other people will shout all department, in all departments. Um, it really stands for across the entire club, um, everybody being united together. Um, another good saying that Eddie brought in was together anything is possible. Um, so he's, he's a master of, um, little sayings, um, to get, and 
so successful here. Um, he's a legend. So I decided, well, that's a perfect name for the channel. Um, and it's a little bit, everybody knows what it means, Bournemouth fans. Probably no, nobody knows what it means outside of Bournemouth. Um, but, you know, it, it is good fun to do and, you know, a real pleasure. Do we support Yeovil in every department, Mads? Um, most <laughs> departments, most think, departments. Yeah, maybe one or two that we don't. Yeah. Apart from the maybe that's apart our from, problem. Yeah, apart from the very top. <laughs> yeah, the, the, top the glovers sure in that. most departments doesn't yeah. have quite the same. Doesn't quite work out, does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> um, tell us about so Eddie Howe, obviously a uh, club legend uh, for for you guys. Uh, how are things going under Scott Parker? Is that a bit of a shift up, a change in? direction for you as a club so i think scott parker's done really really well at first um we got off to a smashing start of the season um in 15 games we only drew four of them so um 37 points we had of course it's gone a little bit pear-shaped since then um but we have picked up two very good results recently as well so two victories um so hopefully things have turned the corner um with the recent wins um our most recent being against cardiff we also beat qpr who are one of the challengers um in the playoffs and you know ultimately automatic promotion as well um but i think he's done very well um he's brought through a lot of youngsters he had to really um, he didn't really have that much choice because of the injuries that we had at, right at the start of the season, but they really excelled. Um, you've got the likes of Zamora, Anthony, um, Ibsen Rossi, who he bought in, who nobody really knew much about, but did really well in the centre of defence. Um, Kilkenny, there's Mark Travers as well. He did really, really well. So there's a lot of abundance of talent that he's thrown into the first team and they've really shone this season. And I think if Scott Parker didn't have that um, dilemma at the start of the season, would they have got the run in that they deserved? I think uh, probably not. Um, it probably would have been cup games um, where we might have introduced them, which would be a real shame because I think they've done so well and shown their talent. Um, but, you know, I think there is more in the squad as well. Um, I'm no doubt we'll have um, another couple of youngsters that will join the ranks for the game against Yeovil um, on Saturday. Um, but there's a lot of talent back there. Can I say, Jay, um, there's a couple of names that you mentioned there, young players probably aren't familiar to Yeovil fans. One one player that did jump out was Anthony. Is that Jaden Anthony? Am I right? Is that his it first is name? It is Jaden Anthony, yeah. yes. I seem to remember him because obviously, you know, we play pre-season friendlies against each other practically every year, don't we? Yeah, we do. do. I can't remember whether it was last season or this, or this season or the season before, but I remember him playing. And looking really good. I think he may have scored two or three. In fact, it was the one where Charlie Daniel scored from like the halfway line or something ridiculous like yes. that against us. Yeah, that and he was, was like, yeah, yeah. That was last like, summer. Anthony, I was at I was at that game. 
Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Anthony, I seem to remember, scored the other two. Uh, and he absolutely tore us apart and looked and looked brilliant. And I remember reading about him recently and thinking, oh, I wonder if it is. And he checked it back in it. Uh, and it was. And so, so he's a regular in the first team now, is he? Those kind of players. It's not like just in cup games or anything like that. They're all getting their time. Yeah, they are regulars now. Mm. Um, so I think he's done really, really well. Um, he's very talented, gets the ball into the box. He's clever with his feet. He's chipped in with a, quite a few goals as well so far this season. I think he's probably about seven or eight goals. Right. Um, so, yeah, he's done very well. Um, but the link-up play between him and Zamora, and this is where I think maybe the bad run that we recently on has come from, because Zamora got quite a nasty injury. And was out for some time. And personally, I think that link-up play between Zamora and Anthony really is exceptional. It's exceptional. They've grown up together. You can tell that through the youth team. And um, there's that bond, which other players like Leif Davis, when they've come in, haven't been able to recreate at the back um, moving forwards. With regards then to the game on Saturday in the uh, 5.45 now, been shifted late for the, for the uh, BBC coverage, how many of those do you think we're actually going to see? I saw a few, co- a few comments from, from Parker this evening saying that basically he's going to use his squad. There is still a bit of COVID in the camp. Yeah. Are you expecting a, a full mashing side to make the journey down? Or are you thinking there could be... Uh, a few changes. I saw that you had a you had a, a youth game against Farnborough in your local county cup. I didn't know if it was going to be mm. that level of under 18s, under 23s, or whether or not it was going to be a bit of a mix and match. What are you expecting the side to look like? I reckon it'll be a combination. Um, so I would expect Nyland to start in goal. Mark Travers, well, Nyland come in, I think, personally, to become the number one goalkeeper he hasn't really been able to shift Travers so I think Nyland will start in goal um I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of players in there um who you might recognize from the Premier League years um however they will be players who will be returning from injury I don't know whether or not Stanislas will be fit for the game but I would expect if he is he'll get a bit of a run out against Yeovil and of course, everybody knows what he can do. Um, I would expect maybe Ben Pearson to play. Um, he hasn't started um, from the off in quite a few games. So I think he'll probably start the game. I think Lewis Cook might get 90 minutes um, to make sure that he's up to fitness. So I think it'll be a mix and match. But I think there will be other players that will come in, like uh, Christian Sadie as well who they want to make sure get game time. Um, I can't see Solanke playing, but I think there will be, it'll be a bit of a mix and match. Um, What the squad is going to look like, I haven't a clue. I haven't a clue and wouldn't like to start even predicting it um, because I'd be probably completely wrong. I wouldn't be surprised to see Adam Smith on there as well, if he is fit. But um, yeah, I think it, it, it'll, it'll be a right match. Do you think the two new lads that have signed are going to come straight in or from benches, or do you think they'll just be chucked in? Is it too much of a 
one-off game or is it does that give them the freedom to chuck the new lads in? I think they'll probably be given some time. Whether or not they'll be given time from the very start, I'm not sure. Um, so, yeah, I think... I, I do think that, you know, we will introduce them in this game, but probably from the bench. Yeah, I saw there was a report uh, on social media today saying James Hill, he's the defender, isn't he, that you've, you've signed, yes, yes. Uh, mentioned that he hadn't played since the beginning of November due to a knee injury, which he'd recovered from, but he said yeah. it might be a little bit too soon for him this weekend. It's just what uh, one of the local reporters had mentioned, so maybe... Maybe if he if he gets anywhere, he's uh, he's on the bench. But he sounds like a good player um, for yeah. you. Yeah, he's joined. Um, he's joined from Fleetwood. Um, very very good academy that they've got there. Um, probably goes a little bit under the radar um, to teams in the championship. It's but they've brought through some real talent, and hopefully he's the, the next one um, who will step up and make a mark. Um, to be honest, our signings have been, you know, fantastic. And I don't think we, we've got an abundance of coaches that have rolled over from the Eddie Howe era. And I think personally, those those coaches have probably got certain players that they're saying, well, what about this guy, Scott? What about that guy? Um, so I personally, I think that it might have been on the cards for a little while. And um, I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll get some game time. Um, whether or not it'll be from the start, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I would be very surprised that we if we didn't see him for at least half an hour. Maybe if you do have any good talented youngsters, you can chuck a couple of our way instead of sending them down to that rubbish down the road, Brian Stock and all these uh, <laughs> yeah. band of merry men. You can send them send send them a bit further up, a bit high, you know, a bit higher up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I will tell you what, we've um, always had a good relationship with Yeovil um, throughout the. Oh, you're going to say you had a good relationship with the other team then? Uh, I thought. Well, no, well, <laughs> cut you off. Yeah, at least let them out of doors. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest um yeah we have had we've got quite a good relationship with them as well i'll whisper that but at the <laughs> yeah. same time um you know we've had a good relationship with yeovil um and of course played many times throughout the years and you know hopefully fingers crossed you know you can get yourself back into the football league sooner rather than later because personally that's where you belong it's the football league um of course getting into the championship that season you know it was a great story and um yeah hopefully fingers crossed we can send um a couple of players your way how how are your fans feeling about this game you know you're you're doing well in the championship is is an FA cup third round against a non-league side a bit of an inconvenience in your current run or are you looking at it as an opportunity to get players fit get some game time or you know to, uh, obviously you want to win the game but would going out in the third round be a problem for you seeing as you're you know trying to get back into the Premier League this season I think you know if we were playing um, a side in the championship you know you would be I think we'd probably play a similar team as we will do against Yeovil um, personally I don't think the FA Cup really has much bearing for us 
our number one priority is getting back into the Premier League. Um, however, we do want to win, of course, every game we can. And the players that will go out there on Saturday will be expected to put in a shift and try and get through to the next round. Will I be disappointed if we suffer a bit of a banana skin um, and go out? Um, it really depends how the manner of the defeat. Um, Vioville do really, really well and show the form that you've see, recently seen as well. Um, I've seen a bit of your games and it's picked up a little bit, hasn't it, since um, the start of the season? If, no. if you do that, no, go on, sorry, go on. If, if you do that, if you do that and beat us fair and square, that's fair enough. Um, if we just roll over and don't seem bothered, you know, I'll be a bit naffed off. Um, so what we want is a, we want a game, um, but if you beat us fair and square, you know, can understand. And then we can just focus back on the league, getting back into the Premier League. With that in mind, do you feel, do you, is there any fear amongst amongst your fans that there might be a little bit of rustiness, no game, obviously, for what is best part of a week now? You've you had a game called off uh, after the Cardiff mm-hmm. game. Do you fear that there might be a bit of a chopping and changing might lead to a bit of rustiness, which might lead to a bit of a bit of time to get going? We've said countless times on this podcast, our main strength is the first 20 minutes. Um, yeah. do, you, do you feel like that might be a bit of a concern if there are, bits and pieces of changes and maybe not the best prep the world's ever seen over the last week or so? I don't think they've probably prepared very well for this game because of COVID. Um, I think you're spot on there, Ben. Will it be... Do you know what? I was really frustrated when that Peterborough game was cancelled. The main reason being is we got momentum from the QPR and the Cardiff wins. And... I was certain that was going to be three on the bounce because that didn't happen. That was gutting um, that we couldn't continue that good, great form um, or that pickup in form, I should say, from where we was before. Um, it probably is going to be a bit of rustiness. Um, there is going to be players that maybe haven't played for the first team before that do come in. Um, no doubt Ibsen Rossi will start. Um, and... To be fair, he had a bit of a cameo for five minutes against Coventry. And, you know, he was outstanding earlier on in the season. For that cameo, he was pretty atrocious, really. Um, so there is that there is that danger. Um, like I say, it's not the FA Cup's not our priority, but we need to make sure that we're in decent form going into every game, trying to win it because nobody could see that poor run of eight games. I know we beat Swansea in the middle of that, but um, Swansea were terrible. But I think personally, nobody saw that coming because we were in such great form beforehand. We got 37 points from 15 games. It looked like there was no stopping us. That happens, and we're brought right back down to earth. Um, so yeah, we. I think. I think there will probably be a bit of rustiness. Probably be players coming in. I think a lot of it is going to be down to. 
you know, the, the players that should have played against Cardiff, the rustiness there would be because, um, sorry, Peaceborough, you know, the rustiness there is probably because they wanted to continue in that good run of form. And who knows, some of those players that might play against Yeovil might have been the ones with COVID. So with all that in mind then, I'm not expecting a mass goal fest. We've got a great defensive record. You guys haven't, with the exception of that Cardiff game, you guys haven't really either been blown away or blown other sides away. I'm not expecting this to be end-to-end, 5-4, one way or the other. Um, Would you agree with that, that if you are going to progress, it's probably going to be quite a scrappy, a low-scoring affair? If we were to try and snatch something, I don't think it would be anything more than a 1-0 maybe. Yeah, I've got to agree with that. Um, I can't see us. I can't see us rolling up to Hughes Park and thrashing you four 0 Let's just say that because Lerma won't play, uh, Billing won't play, um, Solanke won't play. Those sort of players, I think, when they combine, they're dangerous. Um, but they will be rested, I'm sure. I think we- it will. Do you think they'll be on the bench in case things are going wrong? Do you think they'll have a couple of big hitters there just in case you are 1-0 down with 20 minutes on the clock? Probably will do. Probably will do. And I think if anybody is called upon, it'd probably be Phil Billing and Dominic Solanke. Um, Those two, with their combination play, could, could change it if we are in trouble. But at the same time, if we get through this and you know, another thing that a lot of Bournemouth fans would think, if we get through this, who are we going to play next? Are we going to play a Premier League side like Man City, who we're not going to get past? Are we going to play a championship team? You take Reading, Sheffield, Wednesday, uh, Sheffield United, um, Fulham, who might take it a little bit more serious than us, um, potentially. And then we go out anyway. So, those players might just be rested because um, the priority is getting back into the Premier League. But take nothing away from Yeovil. I think um, you are a dangerous team. You've really picked up in in the um, National League now. And, you know, fingers crossed. I've been to Huge Park a couple of times now. And, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, you will get back into the Football League because that's where you belong. Are you I hope going so on too? Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. Are, are you, you going, going to be Saturday? there? Or are you... Um, I'm not actually because I'm because my new job. I'm work, 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 no non-stop. Um, so in fact, <laughs> funny enough, I'm actually up in Reading at the moment because the new job's in Basingstoke. So unfortunately, I'll I'll be missing it. But um, no doubt I will be watching it on TV. I'll be able to get away and um actually watch the game at that time but actually getting over there for that time it might be a bit difficult oh well fingers crossed it's not too enjoyable for you on the telly <laughs> and, yeah. uh, we can get another football league scalp under our belts i think that would be good but uh thank you for taking your time out your evening to talk to us i know you've got a busy busy time as you've said um we really yes. appreciate catching up with you and telling us all about bournemouth thank you craig Great stuff. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Welcome back to the Glovers cast. That was Craig from the UTCIAD Bournemouth YouTube channel. 
Uh, they've got, uh, might have a bit of a patchy squad by the sounds of that. So we've got, uh, well, what do we think? We've got a chance here. There's always Tom a chance. thought so. Yeah. Well, he was Tom nailed on, wasn't he? 100% nailed on. Nailed on. <laughs> no <laughs> fence sitting, no diplomatic, <laughs> but yeah. I played for both clubs. So I'll think, be happy, whichever think, way. I think he said 9 0. So yeah. I think so. You have to go back and listen. Um, well, but yeah. The nicest man in football, bar Paul Warren, cannot be wrong, surely. Oh, and Nick Crittenden, sorry. And Nick Crittenden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot um, of caveats. <laughs> the long and short of it is, yeah, we have got a chance. Basically, it's just a chance, but it's a chance. Magic of the cuff and all that. Mm. Now, last time when we played Stevenage, I asked you both if you were excited about, you know, us playing football league opposition in the FA Cup at home on the telly, and you're all a bit blur, not really bothered. <laughs> what about now? Yeah, well, I'm still not really bothered. I just, <laughs> it's just, it's, but it's a nice not bothered. It's not a feeling of <laughs> what does that mean? It's not a feeling. Of, well, it's not a feeling of dread. It's not a feeling of oh, I don't really care. We're going to get humped five nil. Oh, I don't really care. You, we aren't getting past this lot. It's a feeling of. Yeah, you know, it's going to be tough. They're a good side. They're flying high at the top of the uh, at the championship and will almost certainly be a Premier League club next year. But why not? Why not? We're, we're in good nick. Um, there's all kinds of caveats to these two talkie games. So why not? Why not? If they send down a half, a half our side who haven't trained a lot, who haven't played together an awful much, stick some kids in, why not? Not tempted to make a last-minute journey? Uh, no. Coats? No. It's on the telly. Why am I going to travel five hours each way to uh, when I can watch it on the telly? All I'll say is Craig was either, you know, he, he hadn't quite researched as far as our last two games, or he's being very polite, wasn't he? Because he did keep saying, oh, you're in, you know, you're in really good form. Forgot the fact that we'd lost the last two games. Or maybe he was just aware of Ben's caveats. Maybe he was just, uh, you know, had the asterisks all over the, all yeah. over the show. So, and, yeah. Well, I'm we're excited. All, we're all <laughs> yeah, well, we're all forgetting the one thing as well. I'm going to watch it. And if I'm watching it, we don't concede. That's true. Okay. I've still not seen us concede to this, this season. So, so it'll go to penalties and they'll miss everyone. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we win the, we win the penalties 3-0. We, we yeah. How it might not, it might it might might not be the first five that we take. Yeah. <laughs> but we might get maybe that maybe that's how Dylan Barnes does it. Yeah. With the twenty second penalty mm. for us to win three nil. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Of After course. Tom it... Knowles is KO'd half a dozen stewards with <laughs> with his penalty. Of course it does finish on the day, doesn't it? There's no replays because yeah. of the whole fixture pile up, COVID cancellations, etc. I might have to let the wife know that uh I may be a late later <laughs> if it goes to extra time. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Maybe it's because I'm around and it's, you know, there's a touch of anticipation around here, really. Is there? Well, I feel like the people I talk to about it are getting a little bit excited. Lots of are tickets they, sold. Bournemouth have sold yeah. their allocation. It feels like it's, I don't know, I've got a touch of the nostalgias about me. I'm feeling like I did when we played Cardiff in 99. Ooh. 99, okay. 98, 99, wasn't it, I think, Cardiff? Have any shops dressed up their windows in green and white bunting? There aren't any shops left. Oh. 
<laughs> Any tinfoil <laughs> FA Cups? No, I've got to make mine tomorrow. You've got to make yours tomorrow. Can I take them in the you press got... box, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, okay. If anything, it's actively encouraged. <laughs> Are you going to put ribbons? Green and white ribbons? Yes. Correct. I'm, 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 the thing is now, you've said it. Have I? And you can't really go back on it. I can cut it out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet that Ian said that he would have uh, green and white bunting. Well, <laughs> and bunting also, now is it? Bunting, yeah, yeah, it's gone up now. Yeah. <laughs> but if, um, uh, if there's lots of tickets been sold, then you better get there early to get in those queues because you know when when you get in the ground, it will be COVID restrictions all over town. But no problem with you standing with several thousand people outside and you no. Know, Nothing about that. He's changed his um, name. To, he's, he's changed his name to Jay. It's fine. He's got no clue to worry about. I'm not. Yeah. Getting, I'm, I'm in the press box. Oh right. Oh. How, how the other half live. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Um. You'll be. You'll be in. You'll be in the Ben Barrett Memorial Chair. Probably. <laughs> Memorial. <laughs> that makes it sound like he's dead, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm the just... ghost of Ben. <laughs> I'm just hoping Lawson's there, really, so I can tell him what a good commentator he is. Oh, no. <laughs> He'll never have Wrexham, though. <laughs> it's fine. It's actual fine. tears, people. There's actual fine. tears. Fine. It's fine. Yeah. Just waiting for the H- HR fine. at gloverscast.co.uk email to yeah. fire up. Yeah. <laughs> it's me again. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm excited. Um, hopefully some of the listeners are more excited than you two and they'll be uh, well up for it. Mad for I'm it. I'm excited about Weymouth away. Uh, not Weymouth away. Woking away on the 26th of January because that's the next game I think I'm getting to. That's the one I'm excited about. So don't call that one off for COVID, please. Thank you. No. Who are you asking? Us. <laughs> Them? Who are you asking? Anyone. Lord, everyone. Anyone Lord, and everyone. Lord Omicron. Yes, Lord. Oh my God, God, that sounds like a terrible superhero, doesn't it? Or super villain, probably more so. Yes, it does a little bit. Um, yeah, I was, I was thinking. Uh, yeah, I think we've got a, a good game to look forward to. I think. I, hopefully, we'll find out today, listeners, what the situation is with Luke Wilkinson and whether he's going to be back. Uh, we'll. Moss will be back, won't he? So we may look a little bit more familiar than we did against Torquay. Um, although we may not, and this that podcast will be horribly out of date once again. Again. <laughs> They've all played in the FA Cup already, haven't they? All of our loans, have they? Yeah. Apart from Dylan Barnes, but presumably yeah. you haven't brought him in without some kind of agreement. But Moss has, isn't he? And Yeah. Trying to think who's Sonny and Robinson. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, we'll be fine then. Don't worry. Yeah. Bournemouth. <laughs> in the what never going through the minds of Matt Worthington and Joe Quigley? A couple of Bournemouth lads obviously came out of their youth system. Do you think it's fairly exciting for them more than anything? Maybe more so for Matt Worthington than Joe Quigley. I don't know. I feel like Quigley's been around so many different clubs, whereas... Mm. Worthy came from Bournemouth to us. He's he played, sort of... didn't he? he? Played in the yeah, get a Premier League appearance for them. Yeah, he did at Wellington. Yeah, maybe uh, Joe Quigley will want to, uh, you know, put put one over the, on them a little bit more because 
they didn't well i mean i said well would it have been eddie howe i suppose it would have been wouldn't it when he was there because forget how long eddie howe was actually there don't you but maybe he'll want to uh stick one up him. who starts for you then what's your what's your front front three if it is a front three yeah you ask him. <laughs> Both of you. You're trying to buy time. <laughs> no, no, no. I'd have. Uh, I, I would play Ruben, Reed. I play Reed, uh, Wakefield, and uh, Knowles. Ian, who are you going for? I think. I think the same. I think. Chances are we're probably not going to see a great deal of the ball. And when we do get it at that top end of the pitch, I think we need someone like Ruben Reed to hold it up and to bring in those players like Charlie Wakefield and Tom Knowles. I feel like we can't we can't have Adi Yusuf knocking about trying to do that job. I'd maybe try and repeat what we did against Woking and bring Adi, oh, hello, bring Adi on to cause a load of carnage um from the bench knock a few knock a few people over in the second half yeah yeah what about you ben i think i think i'm gonna start joe quickly start joe quickly yeah i think i'm gonna chuck him in and just say give me 45 minutes of doing whatever you can and then knowing that we've got them both on the bench we can name nine substitutes as per the rules of as the FA Cup proper, we can name nine. Take your boots in, yeah. And we can <laughs> use five. So we're not short of having the option to change things. So I think... We are short of nine subs. Yeah, yes, maybe. <laughs> um, but I think... Do you know what? I'm going to give Joe Quigley the nod here. Former club... That's what, kind of why I asked the question, actually. Former club, he'll have a bit of fire in his belly for it. Back from injury. Back to try and reclaim that front-line position. Don't make yourself a hero, son. <laughs> oh, Joe! There you go. I hope they play <laughs> that. They play that. G.I. Joe! <laughs> if he started. <laughs> yeah. I want you to shout that from the press box. Go, Joe! <laughs> Sorry, getting all a bit American superhero here. You are. <clears throat> you are very much so. So whilst we're talking about Bournemouth, can we talk about... Um, Sean McDonald, even if it is just a bask in, in uh, the glory. I, I, I thought he, he came across very well, the glory. <laughs> I'll give Ben all the glory. Coates, he's obviously been walking around his house with a spring in his step the last 48 hours. Uh, I, I, well, I, I told you to. I've, got, I've now got uh, mega hearing aids with Bluetooth-enabled hearing aids. Uh, and, and so I was literally listening to Sean McDonald I'm going to say through my ears. That sounds strange because everyone <laughs> listens to me with their ears. But yeah, I was actually, it was the, probably the most bizarre experience I've had in a very long time. But yeah. Does this mean your your other half can't tell when you're <laughs> exactly. listening to something? But he has not. got an app so he can turn me up or down as well. There's a volume control which he has access to. But most of the time he just wants me to zone out anyway. So <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a new level of controlling, isn't it? Like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I'm sure he sounded more Welsh when I listened to it back than he did on the night. Maybe that was just my New Year's Eve, I don't know. But uh, he sound, he came across very Welsh. Well, that's funny. That's, that. because, that's because he's from Wales, Dave. Yeah, you know? yeah, but, but he hasn't been in Wales. So, um, 
don't, people uh, don't let them tell me I... the name McDonald for you. He is from Wales. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go on, do your Alan Anson again. <laughs> the lad McDonald. Time and time again. Yeah. <laughs> but now. Um, yeah, I, it, it, I mean, it was good, wasn't he? Wasn't he good? Yeah, do you know what? We've, we've gone off track here. He was very, very good. And if you do have, if for whatever reason you haven't listened, you haven't downloaded it, it's a great chat. I like, I'm really enjoying these Glover's Pass. I enjoyed the first one. I really enjoyed doing the second one. And hopefully people have, have enjoyed it as well. It's nice to see a few nice comments. So, yeah. And again, we're always on the hunt for names. If there are any names we've had a few us. good ones, haven't we? We had a few good suggestions coming from people. So, we're going to try and, uh, yeah. Hit up some Glovers, yo. And apologies to the person who wanted Don Blizzard. We've tried to get hold of his casting agent, <laughs> and they're just not. They don't want to know. So for those of you who don't know, Don Blizzard is now apparently a part-time actor, an extras actor, and can't get hold of the guy. We tried. We failed. It's fine. I won't lose sleep. We, we've had a question. I know we've we've sort of touched on this before, but um, Harry Eaton has asked, which are the other ex-players or some other ex-players you're thinking of having on the Glovers past? Uh, would someone like Ailing or Nathan Smith be on there? Again, I, I have I have emailed Leeds about Ailing, um, and I was told, yeah, not a problem. We'll get back to you after a busy Christmas period. And well, that's kind of now, so maybe I'll chase that up. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say the guy the guy who asked us about Don Blizzard when I replied back to say that Ben had already tried it, his response was, and this is Ryan Ryan Croucher bastard he will be on when he ends up at a butlin's panto <laughs> so uh that's obviously a, a critique of his acting career well who was it you said he was opposite he was opposite someone well known um, in the film wasn't he uh fraser crane who's really oh, left me but yeah apparently some man he was in a movie as was don blizzard man. when you say alongside of I'm, well, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm probably assuming it was in the background of. Yeah, on the same, on the, <laughs> yeah. they're on the same cast list. They weren't like, yeah. next to each he other on IMDb. Dog food or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't think he made the front cover of the DVD. Yeah. Put it that way. No. <laughs> when was this film made? Like mid two thousands. Chelsea Grammar. There you go. There you go. It was. Yeah, I googled it quickest. So yeah. Please go and listen to the Sean McDonald's conversation because it's far more interesting than our dominic blizzard shite <laughs> far more interesting than dominic blizzard probably would be as an interviewee i would have thought um, no. maybe <laughs> maybe maybe uh should we do some questions then uh, why not let's uh, both your don't want them already yeah i have yeah efficient i snuck that one in actually yeah um okay. Chris Sweet asks, will Hewish Park ever return to being the jewel in the West Country crown that attracted Steps, Aha, and Nitro Circus as celebrated acts? We can only hope so, can't we? I, I hope so. I hope it's part of the long-term plan for the future of the football. Yeah. So, the long-term vision that we're all uh, waiting to, <laughs> to hear about. And Fever... Fever Pitch. Fever Pitch, yeah, yeah. Why did I think that was the wrong name? Yeah, and I want the... Um, Oh, who was the guy uh, that danced with him? Uh, the, uh, the Middlesbrough player. Albert Adoma. Uh, Adoma. Yeah, there you go. I want him and them and back on. That's when we know we've made it. <laughs> there we go. Um, okay. Uh, the next question I've got from Colin. We won't miss you this time, Colin. Uh, your predictions. Will we make a permanent signing in January? 
don't you need money to make a permanent signing? <laughs> I think in the absence of money, which I don't think we've got any, um, unless we're borrowing some more from someone. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we are, no. We can only have the same the same <laughs> you think we are? Yep. Who are we signing? Uh, you and Pollock. Are... Yes. <laughs> Yes, who did play for Bournemouth under-18s in a 1-0 loss to Farnborough the other night. Um, So you never know. You never know. Um, Yes, we are signing someone. We are signing a midfielder. Don't know any more than that. An out-and-out wide midfielder. Just not yet. Oh, on permanent, unlikely. Um, Yes, we're signing a left midfielder. Lawson Diaz. Why not? Yes, yes, that counts. That counts. In. Uh, Just so he can't be a summariser anymore. (laughs) Yeah, he's not on the list anymore. No. (laughs) Does that make me up to fifth? That makes you, that brings you up the table, yeah. (laughs) When he signs, if he signs. Um, Question from Chris Angelo. Following on from the discussion of the best goal, what about the best opposition goal scored at Hewish Park? I'll admit I really struggled to appreciate any opposition goal. Andros Townsend for Leighton Orient was a good one, and Ian Ashby for Hull in 03-04. I picked out uh, Craig McHale-Smith's for Luton against us in, uh, I forget what season it was, 15... Was that that the 8-2? No, no, it was at Hewish Park. Oh. Um, Bit of a nice one from distance. Uh, I always think about Chris Brunts for West Brom in the League Cup. Uh, that was one way. Just you know how Chris Brunt always seemed to pick out the top corner and just smash it really hard. Uh, he did that. Uh, I remember Ander Herrera scoring mm. a good one in one of the Man United games, didn't he? Yeah, second Man United game. Good yeah, that was a good goal. It in there. Was it mm. was Jordan Barnett's against us for not scouting it, Hewish? No, I dug that one out as well. I, felt, I put it on, on, on Twitter. That was at Notts County, but that was a doubter, wasn't it? I seem to remember us conceding a couple of worldies in the championship. I want to say, I want to say Dale Jennings at Barnsley scored a worldie against us, took on about four or five players and, and slotted it home. Ravel Morrison for QPR. That might not, that might not have been a huge part. Oh. But he scored just an absolute leathered strike into the top corner. So I didn't mind that one. Oh, what about Lee Trundle? Oh, no, that was at Swansea. That was at Swansea, yeah. Uh, we don't go to enough home games, Ben, to be able not. to know what happens at home games, I don't think. So, not. yeah. If you can rephrase the question, Chris, and ask about away games, then we'll, <laughs> do, we'll do better for you, I promise. And Andros Townsend was good. I think from what I yeah. remember, he picked that up was a proper, his own half proper, and, and that was after he played for us, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, di- I did watch it back, and I did laugh at not laugh, but yes, yeah, so Terrell Forbes sort of backpedaling <laughs> as he uh, as Anders Townsend ran towards him, thinking, "Shit, what am I going to do about him?" Absolutely, Terrell, kick him. <laughs> nice one, Terrell. Nice one, son. Uh, Mike Hudson asks, off the back of the fantastic interview with Sean McDonald. Oh, very nice. Nice. Oh, yeah. How nice is that? How <laughs> nice is that? What other players are you putting in a similar bracket of being significant names for us despite only ever being loanies? Only ever being loanies? 
Yeah. I mean, the first one that comes to my head is Stephen Colker. But I don't know yeah. if that's because, you know, he had an amazing season for us. It was an unremarkable season, season for us as a team. But he was just like, why is Rio Ferdinand playing for us? And what he went on to do was, you know, I don't think he does that without that season with yeah. us, really. Yeah. Um, he sort of sticks out. Um, Looking forward to seeing him in the uh, African Cup of Nations for Sierra Leone. Mm. Um, Probably adding there uh, Leon Best. Uh, yes. You know, with the goals that he scored, he was only with us for months, wasn't he? But um, but also Liam Walsh, um, oh, who you know, again, not in a good season for us, but is a great little player. Uh, and you know, we don't stay up without um, him. No, exactly. Season, yeah. I don't think we yeah. stayed up. We would have stayed up without him in that team. I chucked yeah. Connor Roberts in there as well. Yeah, Connor Roberts, good shout. Yeah, heck of a player. Some, some of the keepers, Alex McCarthy, Begovic. Some of the keepers we've had on loan that have only been loans have been pretty decent. Hmm. Good question. Did you make an entire eleven out of loanies? Probably. Bet you could, couldn't you? I think we probably have already, haven't we, Ben? I'm going to say bulk of our summer content back so. in the archive somewhere. Yeah, Colker Burn. Damn Burn. I mean. Talk about burn, making yeah. an impact as just a low knee. Dude scored the winner at Wembley. That's yeah. Put him high up the list. Towns, yeah. Mate, uh, Ryan Mason. Anyway, yeah, just going <laughs> to randomly name. And uh, another one from Mike. If you could pick one low knee that was only ever a low knee from our past to add to our current squad, who would it be and why? We'd have them at the age and form they play for us, not their current age. Leon Best, because yeah. he would score lots Correct. of goals. Correct. Yeah. We've got the best back-to-goal striker he... outside of the championship. It's time for the best fact front-to-goal striker outside <laughs> of the championship. And at that time, he probably was. He was very good, wasn't he? Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. mind adding Liam Walsh to our midfield either. Mm. No. Bit of the Ed Upsons about him, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, or, 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 or McDonald. A bit of the Iniesta's about him, I think. <laughs> Sean McDonald's a real shout in that conversation, isn't he? Uh, uh. <laughs> He's a real shout. I know if we were allowed him or not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you get, uh, uh, yeah. You know, I, I can say Gavin Williams was a lonely, wasn't he? But he wasn't uh, only a lonely. Only, so. no. He's disqualified that. Paddy Madden was a lonely, wasn't he? Really? Yeah, he was. There we go. Uh, Andrew Foote. Two questions, if I may. Firstly, do you feel cup games against league clubs now lack the excitement they had back in the days before we'd been a league club ourselves? And secondly, what factors, if any, should give us some hope that we can pull off a shock on Saturday? That the Bournemouth are riddled with the Rona should probably give us reason to be yeah, reasonably excited about the fact that we can beat them. We don't know what side they're going to bring. We don't know how many they're going to bring. Um, we don't know what kind of setup they've had, what kind of prep they've had. And we'll be feeling great. We've, we've enjoyed the last couple of FA Cup games. That Stevenage game that you spoke so highly of, Ian. Obviously, the atmosphere, if, if Hewish Park does something similar again that night, I mean, yeah, so it, 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 it is on. It's up to Bournemouth to get out very quickly and... Bournemouth will want a quick goal, I think. I think the, the longer it goes on nil-nil, the longer we maybe go one up or whatever it may be, I think they're there for the taking. If they can squash us early and get one and rock us after a couple of defeats, they might be on top. But 
I think the fact, that, the fact that their priority is going to be mm. getting out of the of the championship into the Premier League, as Craig said, probably bodes well for us. In in you know, in the, the FA Cup is a bit of an afterthought. I don't think no, they're not going to go into the game thinking let's chuck this away. But you know, we are Yeovil Town and we're non-league. And what do we do against league teams when we're a non-league club? Well, well, there's a reason the TV cameras picked us for the other game. TV cameras pick the, the games they think they're going to be either the most entertaining, draw the most viewers, or get the story. And we are potentially one of the stories. And we should believe that. And I hope that we'll hear that from the manager and whichever player comes through from the press conferences tomorrow, that they genuinely believe that more magic is, is possible. And who knows? Who knows? And do you think cup games against league clubs lack the excitement? Do you think it'd be different if we weren't playing Bournemouth? If we were playing, I don't know, playing a league club that we hadn't played a few times. Say we played Bolton or playing Blackburn or, I don't know, I'm just picking teams that begin with B. As long as it's not Barrow. Um, <laughs> do you know what? It adds a little bit of something, I think the fact that it's a local club against players that we have crossed paths with in friendlies and stuff before and we have borrowed players off of in the past and there are going to be little bits and pieces of players that have played for both sides and, you know, connections are there. For me, I think that adds a little bit of something. If it was in the fact that they are flying in the championship top and heading to the Premier League, they're basically the 21st best club in the country. And I think we should be, I think we should be excited about that. So I hope those of you who are going are excited. It's a little bit more difficult to be Excited when you know you've got to fight for the red button. But, yeah. <laughs> I hope you win that yeah. fight. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Coatsy, anything to add to that? No, nothing to add to that. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, good. Thanks. Uh, couple good, good luck. Coatsy, good luck in the fight. Have, have you got a fight for the red button, or are you you got the? You okay? You play? Uh, I've got two TVs, so I can watch it upstairs if, if necessary. You can watch it on both. TVs. Telling me there's only one TV in your house—is that what you're telling me? Come on, <laughs> but good luck in the fight. I back, I, I back Mrs. Barrett. To be fair. <laughs> Not her. I'm worried about it's Millie. Every time, oh, right. every okay, time yeah. BBC iPlayer goes on, she thinks she's getting some Hey Dougie time. Yeah, I no Hey Dougie. I back the kids. No Hey Dougie. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's not Hey Dougie that's going to turn up on the ice. No, Darren no. Sarr. <laughs> hey, Darren. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Parents will know. Parents will know. Uh, have you got your character badge? <laughs> You've earned your <laughs> FA Cup upset badge. <laughs> Dougie hug. Cozy's writing down titles here, I can see. <laughs> I have. I've got, I've got quite a few here. <laughs> All Hey Dougie related. Um, uh, Craig McCann's got a couple of questions. Uh, what are your most overrated players to have played for us? Josh Staunton. I'm just... <laughs> oh, he didn't. <laughs> Ben's literally flipped his room upside down. No, um, <laughs> well, yeah, 250 grand flop. Bastianini. Yes, can't go beyond Pablo, can we? Um, and for a more positive spin, you're most underrated. Go-to answer for that's Richard Hines, isn't it? 
yeah, Rich Allen's a good shout. I was going to say Lee Johnson, um, because he was quite maligned by a lot of Yeovil fans because he was the manager's son. But, um, yeah, you really uh, saw him when, you know, saw, saw what he bring, brought when he wasn't there. I know Craig will probably say Matt Dolan, or Elliot will certainly say Matt Dolan if Craig doesn't. Who's, who's underrating Matty Dolan? Yeah, a lot of people did, didn't they? Yeah. This will this will fire up this will fire up people. Um, what about Joe Quigley? Uh, yeah, I was about to, I was about to say yeah, perfect, perfect example. Wildly underrated. There we go. Really underrated. Uh, <laughs> For which one, over or under? <laughs> you decide. <laughs> Poll. Um, Harry Eaton asks bear in mind Scott Priestnell supposedly gave various buyers one week to buy the club post Stevenage and it's four to five uh, four slash five weeks later how many days are in one Scott Priestnell week a lot <laughs> four weeks it's four calendar weeks on Sunday isn't it not that I'm counting but it is <laughs> are, you, are, you, are, you like, are you etching the walls of the office like a Absolutely. prison yeah yeah that's like the green mile not the Green Mile, what am I thinking of? Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I've written Coatsy was here at the top. Yeah. Did you spell it W-O-Z? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and, and, How, and ear is E-R-E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. drop the H. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, it will be four weeks on Sunday since the deadline passed. So, yeah. Mm. There's a lot of days in a Scott Priestnell week. There Either is. that or he's struggling to count to seven. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe yeah. his balance doesn't go that high. Um, <laughs> which three former players would you take on a night out and where would you go? There's a question. I saw this one earlier. Angelo uh, Balanta's got to be on the list, hasn't he? I was going to say, I, I thought I saw this earlier and I, and I came, I said, Gavin Williams, just because he sounds like he'd get you into trouble wherever he was. <laughs> Angelo Belanta, because he'd pay for everything. And then Chris Wheel, because he seemed sensible when he'd give you a lift home afterwards. <laughs> yeah, you need someone who's going to be, uh, someone who's not yeah, a drinker. So, someone someone will look after you, but um, but yeah. I reckon Nathan Gavin Jones Williams, would, Angelo Belanta. I reckon Nathan Jones would look after you. Yeah, I think he would, yeah. yeah. I bet he'd have a drink, though. Hmm. That's a good what about the Irish lads? Madden, <laughs> Dawson, Foley. Foley's not Irish, is he? Wild stereotyping. Foley, Foley was Irish, wasn't he? Was he, was he not like registered for the Irish national team? Or was my... Yeah. Hang on. You only need to have bought a guinea pig that you called Paddy to play for the Republic <laughs> of Ireland, don't you? <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that is the qualification <laughs> criteria or not, but uh, yeah, um, thank you. According to Flash Sports, Sam Foley, yeah, in, born in St Albans, yeah, okay, Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> Ireland. Now, where is St Albans? Del Gorman would get in the shots, wouldn't he? He would. Tequila. <laughs> you didn't hey. appreciate that joke, Coatsy. Your face told they, me. They, <laughs> they'd all miss his mouth, though, wouldn't they? That's <laughs> We'd throw him on the person in front of him. <laughs> so, that, so that makes he and Angelo, Bal Angelo Balanta great friends. Yeah, <laughs> great exactly. Yeah. Friend. Well, this question's got us thinking about it. Um, hopefully we've answered, Dave. I'm not sure we really Sa have. Sam Foley played for the Republic of Ireland under-18s. So, yeah. Okay. 
I mean, Steve, Stephen Colker played for England, but now he plays for Sierra Leone. He did. You're right. Uh, okay. Questions. I'm just trying to see if there's any others. I, Watsy has asked us the best toast topping. Yeah. Can I say that I'm with Chris Fox on this one? Well, My mate Marmite. Your mate Marmite. My mate Marmite. Is the acceptable answer a couple of rashes of bacon and another slice of toast? <laughs> that is a good one. No spam. Possibly, maybe even a fried egg. Can I? Sausage. Can I just say country life butter? Nothing wrong with salty butter. Really nice salty butter on proper crispy Marks and Spencer's bread. There we go. There we go. Where's a blue tie in the week? <laughs> <laughs> Or gets twenty percent off because his wife works there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We know, we know. Yes, um, I think that's all for the que- all of the questions. I think we've done them. Yeah, it's <gasps> quite a few, isn't it? Doesn't there? Does that oh, mean no, it's no, time? No, no. Excuse me, excuse me. Paul McCormack has asked your favourite FA Cup memory and experience for Yeovil. Oh, why haven't I seen that? Oh, why haven't I seen that? No. Respect the people. Sorry, Paul. Sorry for these two shambolic. This is this is why Colin got upset with us all the time because we just glossed over him. Although, can I just give a shout out to Andy Easton's best uh, toast topping: spaghetti hoops and sausages. That's brilliant. I love that. <laughs> right up there. Yeah. Right up there. Cheesy yeah. beans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good cheesy beans. A simple cheese. Simple cheese on toast. Can't beat it. Uh, this still isn't answering the. <laughs> Sorry, it has memories. nothing to do with my favourite Africa memory or experience at all. Um, going to Hartlepool. Uh, away and having the game called off an hour before kickoff with about four foot of snow on the pitch because that's your bothered. best memory. Yep, right up there. Three trains there. Three trains. <laughs> he loves a train, does Ben? Mm. Yeah, loves a locomotive. That boy. Uh, all the fact that I had to miss the Liverpool game because it fell on the day my mum had organised my birthday party. <laughs> oh man, nice poor planning. And it yeah. wasn't at Hewish Park, so <laughs> that was that. Yeah. Oh dear. Uh, well, well, I'm ge- I'm guessing Hewish Palace was booked that day. Yeah. 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 Might have been otherwise. Maybe engaged, that's yeah. a good although, you know, that's a good strategy for booking your kid's birthday party. Just book it. No matter when their birthday is, <laughs> just book it for FA Cup third round weekend and you know, you might get you might get lucky. I mean Freddie's is in August, so I'm gonna book it I'll I'll book his fifth birthday for the following January, I think. Plan. Has anyone got any actual FA Cup memories? I did like the um, Blackpool game, the one where Crit scored the the winner that was on TV. That was uh, that was a, that was a good day um, on a sort of a, a crumbling terrace. That was a, that felt like a proper giant killing kind of moment. And I do also remember goes back a bit now, but uh, I think it was in the Dave Webb era where we we absolutely spanked. Colchester, I want to say it was five one. Barrington, Belgrave, I seem to remember scoring. That was another another one that felt like a proper, uh, you know, giant killing, which was obviously before we were league club. So probably a couple that I chuck in as options. Yeah, and you prefer those over the nineteen forty nine Sunderland FA Cup? <laughs> yeah, I was only a lad then, wasn't I? Oh, okay. I don't really yeah, remember fine. it. What about was, Arsenal? Was... Did you go? You went to the Arsenal game, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. What, 90... 93, 94. Three? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 actually, the Fulham 
game, but obviously we lost the Arsenal game, didn't we? But um, but the Fulham game where we where Andy Wallace scored, um, I remember that one. That was a that again. That was another, you know, giant killing. I think if you're a non-league team, it's got to be all about giant killings, isn't it? In the um, in yeah. the FA Cup, I think. Yeah, it's all for me. It's those big teams, you know. Like when we played Blackpool, I didn't go to Blackpool, but I remember gathering round whoever's house like a friend's house because they had sky and we didn't have sky to be able to watch it on the telly and i think it was probably one of the first times i'd watched the oval on the yeah. telly and um, tony panic had a blinder didn't he that day as well if i remember yeah absolutely levered it down the entire game yeah um going to bolton going to charlton even play when we played it Car- was the same know. run wasn't it wasn't it that one yeah i think it was yeah, Patmore gave us. You the couldn't league. go to Blackpool, but you could go to Bolton. Well, I didn't go. I didn't go to Blackpool. I mean, I was only a kid, so it was up to my guardians. <laughs> Your guardians, <laughs> my, my, my parents slash guardians to take me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't go to that one, but we went to Bolton. Um, yeah, I think just playing when you play big teams for me, that's that. Those are the ones that stick out. And yeah, Liverpool at home, that was the first. Premier League team that I got to see us play. Um, it didn't big big clubs for, for 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 me. It didn't happen to Yeovil. You yeah. saw all these big ties, and you saw Stevenage take on Newcastle on the on the telly, and you thought, oh, one day, one day maybe it didn't, but it never happened. And then it actually did, like properly did, and they had to build a place for Gary Lineker to sit with the BBC and <laughs> yeah, and all the rest of it, and it was kind of like. That because that felt like that was bunting in the window stuff of the town centre and everything going on. That was a full proper one. So that was the first one that I properly remember as well. That was class. And the other one was when I walked it the last time we played United, and I walked into Hewish Park and saw Ian Wright just right there on the touchline. And Wright is a bit of a hero of mine, and I was a bit star. That's probably the only time I've ever really been starstruck, um, other than when I was a kid and seeing Terry Skiverton in the Hungry Horse. <laughs> I think that's a place to leave it, don't you? <laughs> it's In not the, over. It's not the, over. The, the podcast is not over. No, I just mean our, I just mean our bit, Dave. Okay, just right. Just mean our right. bit. You you plug away, mate. Plug away. I'm I'm I'm, I'm paranoid about uh, about forgetting it now. But yes, <laughs> it's a new quiz, everybody. Okay, so hello and welcome to the first Glover's Cast quiz of 2022. And as we did reveal at the end of last year, we're going to mix it up a little bit and we're going to give our reigning champion, Robin Batchelor, a bit of a run for his money. He only got He's only got one stab at the Yeovil Town, who am I? Um, but we're going, to, uh, we're going to mix it up. So Robin, first of all, Happy New Year to you and welcome back. Happy New Year, Dave. Thanks for having me on. No problem. You might not be thanking me by the end of this. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to being a guinea pig, <laughs> but. We'll, we'll see how we do. Here we go. Here we go. Well, as um, revealed uh, at the end of last year, we've got a bit of a Yeovil Town trivia uh, quiz, which we're going to um, we're going to give a run for its money. Now, a lot of these questions have been dreamt up by the historical oracle that is Nigel Dyson, who uh, longer term listeners will remember. 
being a, uh, a a popular man on the quiz, he brought his own questions. That's how keen he is to get back on again. So what I've got for you, Robin, is I've got five Yeovil Town questions. Some of them will be multiple choice. Some of them won't. Um, and you have to get five out of five to make it through to next week to uh, to defend your title. But the good news is there will be a leaderboard on the Glover's Cast website and you will be both top and bottom of that for a week. So I can't say fairer than that, can I? You certainly can't, yeah. Oh, okay. First first time I've been on top of the leaderboard for something, so I'll take it. <laughs> there you go. And bottom, but we'll, we'll not well, dwell on we'll not dwell I'd on that. I'd gloss over that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Okay, so are you ready for question one of five? Yep, yep, ready to go. I'm going right. to give you 30 seconds, I should have said, 30 seconds for each question. So I will be, I will be timing. And then I'll, okay. I'll, give, you, I'll give you the full countdown as we go through. I'll yeah, do it better I'll... than that, though. Right. Okay, so your 30 seconds begin when I ask the question, finish the question, I should say. Who was the only player to score a Football League hat-trick at Hewish Park? And I would stress that this is in the football league itself. This isn't cup competitions. Who was the only player to score a football league hat trick at Hewish Park? I feel like it's a bit of an obvious answer, but I'm just going to go Phil Jevons. Phil Jevons is the right answer. Yes, indeed. One nil. Congratulations. Okay. On on, On my way. On your way. So a bit of multiple choice. Who has taken charge of Yeovil Town as manager more times than anyone else? Your options are Steve Rotter, Gary Johnson or Terry Skiverton? Uh, I think I'm going to say Skivo for the caretaker spell. Yes, yeah, yeah. You've, got, you've final got, answer. got 10 more seconds. Is that your final <laughs> answer? Don't, don't make me second guess myself, Dave. I'm, I'll just go straight in. All guns blazing, yeah. Uh, yeah, Terry Skiverton. The answer um, is Gary Johnson. <sighs> so that's your, that's your five out of five uh, ruined, I'm afraid. Okay, but, um, I'm but there's, playing there's, for pride already. Absolutely, yeah, but there's, there's still an opportunity to do this. So hang in there, Robin. Okay, right, ne- next question. Kabongo Chamanga can't stop scoring goals for Chesterfield this season. But how many minutes did he play during his half a season on loan at Hewish Park in 2017? Uh, I think it's a sum total of zero, is it, Dave? The sum total of zero is absolutely correct, yes. Although he did play 71 minutes against Yeovil for MK Toms in the same season, bizarrely. But there we go. Must have impressed. Must have. Must <laughs> have. Yeah, yeah, minutes. yeah. It took a lot to impress Darren Wayne. Yeah. So, okay. So that's question number three. So two out of three. Not bad, not bad. There's a song in there somewhere, I think. Right. So I'm going to give you 45 seconds on this one because this one's, um, uh, there's a few, a few answers to this. I might even stretch it to a minute because I'm feeling generous. Okay. There are five players with the surname Williams who played for Yeovil Town in the Football League. And I stress, in the Football League. Can you name them all? Uh, Gavin Williams. Absolutely. Super Gav. That's well, the first Super one. Gav. I mean, the easiest. Uh, Sam Williams. Sam Williams is the correct answer. Yeah. Oh. 
was Morgan. two out of five. Mm-hmm. In the say Morgan, League, the Football that? League. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's really going to annoy me now. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you a bit of a clue. One of them is very much in your time of supporting the club, 2010 to 2012, and then back in the Championship season, 2013-14. Uh, Centre forward. Scored lots of goals, or quite a few goals. Williams. We've only got 15 seconds yeah, left. Yeah, I've I froze. No. No, it's gone. Oh, it's gonna annoy me now. But I'll okay. just have to take my medicine. <laughs> so the correct answers are Gavin Williams over three spells. Sam Williams, 2009 to 2011, 70 appearances. How we got that much. The one that you didn't get, Andy Williams. I know, oh, heading hands moment. Oh, no, that's, that's very disappointing. Yeah, and the other two, I'm not going to reveal the answers to because I want the Glovers cast listeners to uh, to drop us a message with the other two Williamses. But I'll tell you when we finish recording. But uh, I want to chat that one out there as a bit of a teaser. Okay, <laughs> so you're ready for the last question. This, this can get you, uh, what, three out of five? Yeah. Uh... Good. Okay, so this one is before your time, but it is multiple choice. Okay. Okay, so which YTFC manager went on to manage Aston Villa and build the squad that won the European Cup? Your options are Ron Saunders, Ron Atkinson, or Ron Old Koeman. Hey, Ron Atkinson rings a bell. I'm going to go with Ron Atkinson. I've heard that he managed at the top level. So, yeah, yeah, Ron Atkinson, Mm -hmm. final answer. The manager is Ron Saunders, who managed Yeovil between 1967 and 69, his first managerial appearance, which was even before my time. Um, And he also went on to manage Aston Villa, resigned in 1982 when uh, they were in the quarterfinals of the European Cup. Uh, and his assistant, Tony Bart, went on to lead them to glory in the, the European Cup final four months later. So, um, yeah, the correct answer was Ron Saunders. So I think that gives you three did. out of five. Did we say? Oh, I didn't realise it was three. I thought oh, I actually, no, it's, no, a measly, it's a measly tell, two out of five. It's a measly two out of five. It was, it was, yeah. Well, you know, That's two still out of five. still the leaderboard. Two out of five ain't bad, as Meatloaf once sang, probably. <laughs> Difficult B-side, that one. Okay, right. Well, as you heard there, listeners, there are two Williamses who we are waiting to hear about. Um, and the first person to answer on uh, on Twitter, so you need to get a Twitter account if you haven't got one. First person to give us an answer gets to come on and do the quiz next week. How about that? Can't say better than that. Robin, it's been good to have you on. Thanks very much for being a good sport and being the uh, being the guinea pig. And uh, we'll, uh, well, hopefully you'll keep on listening. I, I will, yeah. I'll, I'll be the quiz whipping boy uh, any day of the week. <laughs> week. Uh-huh. I just need to improve on two out of five. Uh, two Thanks, out of five, Dave. not bad. Cheers, Robin. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Dave. Bye. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's standing by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, 
gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Tron. Goal! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 